Okay, the teaching tonight is on spiritual dryness and the dark nights of the soul. So I guess before we get into the teaching, I'll just touch briefly. We, we heard uh, Father Corey talk about in his sermon, uh, he touched a little bit on purgatory. And purgatory is a place where we go if our hearts aren't quite ready to go to heaven. They still need some purifying to be done. So we know that Jesus came and took away the eternal consequence of sin. The eternal consequence of sin is hell. But there is another consequence of sin called temporal, the temporal, temporary, or in-time consequences of sin. And those are, <clears throat> uh, we experience those effects of temporal sin in our everyday lives. So eternal sin, the consequences are hell. Temporal sin, it, we experience as we're living our lives here. So one of the consequences of uh, temporal sin is our passions become disordered. So we love the wrong things or we love the right things uh, wrongly. This is because our hearts need to be purified our love needs to be purified, and that either happens here while we're alive or it happens in purgatory. And so what's, what's, the, point? what's the point of this? The point is because we are unable to love God the way he deserves to be loved. So even right now, you're in a state of grace uh, and you're in good standing with God. You can't completely love God the way that God deserves to be loved. Even though, and that's what we're made for. We're made uh, in the image of God to love, know, and serve him. So that's one of the things that our spiritual life does here for us, is help purify us. And that's what purgatory does, is help purify us. So our love and our hearts can become purified. But we don't have to go to purgatory. In fact, God wants for our hearts to be transformed here first. A lot of the saints describe it uh, as the three ways or the three degrees or the three ages of the interior life. The first way is the purgative way, which that's where most of us are at. Uh, the purgative way means that, you know, you're wrestling with some big sins, but you're battling them out and you're choosing God, but, you know, you tend to slip back and forth into sins and you have to go to confession because you keep messing up. Uh, you experience spiritual highs as well as spiritual lows like dryness, distraction in prayer. Uh, so this purgative way helps purify us while we're here. And it's kind of this ebb and flow back and forth of, you know, going in between the spiritual highs and spiritual lows. The second way is the illuminative way. And the illuminative way is marked by two dark nights, like evenings, not like soldiers. Two dark nights. The first dark night is the dark night of the senses, and the second dark night is the dark night of the soul. And after you go through the first two ways, the purgative way and the illuminative way, you enter the third way, which is the unitive way. And in the unitive way, a person experiences a union with God because they love him the best they can 
through his grace the way they the way he ought to be loved so the the three uh, the three interior ways the purgative way the illuminative way and the unitive way so we can uh, we can illustrate this a little bit so imagine the three ways like a boat on the side of a body of water on the side of a lake you're not in the boat but you have to move the boat out into the water. You have to push the boat from where it's at in the sand out into the water. This is the purgative way. You can imagine that the waves are lapping in and then they go back out and they come lapping in and they go back out. And when the waves come in, the boat lifts and you can push the boat and it's easy to push. When this happens, this is a moment of God's grace. When God's grace is helping you do something and it seems easier. But then as the water pulls back, as his grace pulls back, the water goes out, the boat gets lower onto that dry land, and it becomes really hard to move the boat. And that's when you're experiencing dryness of prayer, distraction in prayer, and spiritual desolation. Spiritual desolation is uh, a darkness of the spirit where you feel nothing. Like you pray and you feel like nothing's happening, uh, you're talking to God, but you're not really feeling his response. So that's what happens uh, in the purgative state when the water kind of resides. You know, we get his grace. We can give the boat a nice push, and it moves along, and then it goes back, and it's really hard to push. And you kind of wrestle with this. That's, you know, part of, part of growing. You wrestle with this ebb and flow, and, you know, your heart becomes transformed slowly. Now, if you persevere through the purgative way and you get to the illuminative way, God gives you a couple powerful moments of consolation. Uh, so you could almost imagine it now like a really big wave comes in, like a real big wave, and the boat goes way up, and you can just push it by barely any force at all. You just touch it, and the thing goes. And you can tell that God is doing something. So what he's doing during this moment of consolation is two things. The first thing is he's showing you that he is real. And the second thing is he's showing you that you can trust him. Because where he is leading you next is called the dark night of the senses. What is the dark night of the senses? You, grow, you go into prayer and you don't feel anything. Prayer that once seemed very helpful, scripture that would light your heart on fire, mass that you would get involved in, uh, involved in it, it all starts to feel like they don't help anymore. It all starts to feel empty. It starts to feel like it's not doing anything. So you can imagine now that that big wave of consolation, that, that of mercy and grace that God put over us is now it's starting to reside And as the water resides, you notice that it's even harder to push the boat, to make any progress at all. And you see the water keep going back and back and back and back. But you keep on pushing because you can still see the water, 
and you know that if you can just make the boat reach the water, everything will be all right. You know that God is eventually going to be present with you again. You can still see it far off. It's not completely gone, but it's, but it's very far off in the distance. You know, that's when you reach a point of spiritual desolation. And desolation in itself is not a good thing. It's only when you continue to lean into God in times of desolation that it actually produces something good. So by God's grace, we continue to choose to to pray and do good works and go to Mass and and do the things that God's calling us to do. And that's the best way that you can combat that desolation is even though you feel nothing, you keep doing the things that you know God wants you to do. Okay, so now we, we can see the tide starting to come back and, you know, we get that big wave again. And God's showing us that he's real again and he's showing us that we can trust him again. And so then what happens next is the dark night of the soul. So after God reassure, reassures you with, with his grace, his love, and his mercy, the wave goes out again. And this time the wave goes out, out, out so far that you can't even see anymore. It is completely gone. It's gone so far that it looks like you're in the middle of a desert. And pushing this boat one inch seems impossible. The dark night of the senses, you could still see the water off in the distance. You could still see God's presence there dimly. But now with the dark night of the soul, there's no water in sight. It is completely gone, completely dry. And the biggest temptation for any person uh, when they get to that point to feel is there is no hope, there is no heaven. But even though you feel that way, you still choose to show up for God You still choose to pray and to go to Mass, and you still choose to try to push this boat. And what's happening during all of this is God is really purifying our hearts uh, in a way that has to happen. It has to happen because in order for our hearts to be ready to be in heaven, to give God the love that God deserves, then we have to be able to choose him even in darkness. We have to be able to choose him when we don't feel any consolation. We have to be able to choose him when we're surrounded with desolation. Not because God is testing us or saying, I wonder how long you can hang on for or how far are you willing to go. That's not the point. The point is our hearts cannot be the hearts that get into heaven if we only love God for the gifts that he gives us. If we only love God for the good things that he does for us. At some point, he has to stop giving the gifts. So anytime that we feel that dryness or that absence that he's there, that's a good thing because that's a a chance for you to choose God for God, for you to tell God that you love him even though you don't feel anything at that moment. Remember, desolation in itself isn't a good thing, but it's in choosing God and to pursue God in desolation that has a huge benefit. And when we get to the times of the dark night of the senses and we're not feeling anything and we want to give up that 
the pursuit, the perseverance of God is what is what helps our souls transform. And when we get to the dark night of the soul and we feel like even if there is no heaven, then God, I'm still going to choose you. And even if I do not get to heaven, I'm still going to choose you because you are God and you deserve to be loved. You, you deserve to be chosen. So that's, that's, that's what's meant to happen to us here. You know, we're, we're just learning to, to love the way God wants us to love, but it's so hard. And it's so easy to get caught up like we're on a sandbar and we can't move the boat along. But the greatest good comes when we don't... You just remember that the times that God has consoled you in your life and that those, you know, those waves, he'll be, he will be back again. He will show himself to you again. But you just have to trust. And uh, the more we can do that, the more we can truly love God the way he wants us to in an authentic way. I know for myself it's easy to love God when things are going good, when everything's going the way you want it to, when things get really hard, then it's so easy to lose sight of all of that and to feel like you're stranded in the desert. But Jesus came here so that we could be with him in heaven, so that we could be with the Father in heaven, and that we would, what a gift, you know, what a gift that he went through all that just so, and he's so patient that we live our entire lives just so we can be with him there. So let's, let's just, uh, let's pray that we choose God, we choose God today, choose God tomorrow, we choose God when we're in our dark night of the soul and that we choose God always because God is good and God is God and he loves us and he created us to choose him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.